0: Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. I think I'm here. Okay, well, who is not here? That's BJ Shea. He's on assignment. Boo. Yeah, boo. Anyways, (laughs) run to the boards is Joey D's. Hey. Hey, we're all here. And on today's show, we will talk about TV shows that are getting delayed. We'll also be talking about TV shows that I didn't expect, but involve Legos and Star Wars, so I'm in for. Uh, Also, the fact that the PlayStation 5 might be having some issues, or at least you might not be able to buy it the way you want to at launch. Hmm. And, of course, that more, more... Uh, also the geek sheet with Vicky B. Yes. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us?
1: Get a hold of us via our website Dot com. We have our blogs, podcast and that more. More, more. more. <laughs> 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 or just search for Shays Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us.
0: Yes, exactly. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. Send us messages, send us emails, send us Facebook messages, send us memes. Send us memes. Yeah, Vicky's the meme queen, so us. you probably won't get her anything that she hasn't already seen.
1: Although I've had some friends send me some stuff, and I'm like, that is impressive. I have not seen these. What's wrong with me?
0: <laughs> really? Yes. You just have to get uh, more into it at yep. that point. Um, let's talk a little bit right away with this, because this is going to be interesting. Uh, it looks like, uh, we were having initial hopes that, uh, Stranger Things Season 4 might have been working towards a Halloween or a Thanksgiving release date, and, uh, we nope. don't think that's really going to be happening at this no. point in time. It's going to be, obviously, since we're already pretty close to that, it's going to be delayed, but the Duffers are actually pretty optimistic about this. Because they stated that this is not a bad thing because this will be the first season that they've had that they'll be able to write everything out before they shoot. Mm. Which means they can go back and revise and do a little bit more of the revisions, take another second, third, fourth glance at these and uh, kind of tweak the stories and do what they want with them a little bit more. Having a little bit more time is actually seeming to be a good thing for them. Uh, so, I mean, at that point, um, it's worth the wait for me.
1: Yeah, I would like some more Stranger Things. Cause I, I'm curious to see if they're going to try to wrap it up this season or if they're going to go for one more. Because Netflix does have a thing where they don't really like letting shows go past, like, three or four seasons now.
0: Yeah. And I think that they said that, like, the fourth season would be...
1: Uh, I, I had heard previously that they're going to try four and five, but yeah, who knows.
0: Yeah. We'll have to see what happens with all of that. How big will the kids be by then? Right? Like, I don't think that they've hit their growth spurt yet, right? No, they have. Oh, have they? Oops.
1: Yes, they're like young adults now, not babies.
0: Uh see, if I could go back and watch the first season and just see that as yeah,
1: because they look like they're ten in like the, the first one, and then now they kind of look like they're sixteen. At least in my head, they look sixteen.
0: Yeah, like Wolf hard really actually did kind of grow up a bit more on that just one, got real or Finn Wolfhard, Wolf hard
1: <laughs> Same thing. Whatever,
0: that guy. Uh, Will. (laughs) I I mean, it would make
1: sense if they decided to do a time jump, especially because we know at the very last uh, episode, we had uh, uh, Eleven and Will just move. Yeah. It's like, okay, it took how many seasons for you guys to finally get out of there?
0: And I mean, we saw, uh, oh man, David Harbour's Hopper. Man, I just brain farting all over that one. But he was in Russia at this mm-hmm. point. So it would be kind of a sort of like a brutal thing if it's like, you know, three years later and he's still stuck in Russia, like them doing experiments on him or something. Whatever the hell they're doing. Just
1: working on, you know, on the railroad.
0: Working on the railroad. Yep. Yep, exactly. Uh, so a little bit of delay on that. We don't know when it's going to happen, but because of, you know, COVID we don't know a lot of things that are happening with that. Ew. Another one now I know Vicky isn't going to be too excited about this. Joe, I don't know how you felt about the Final Destination movies. Uh I watched the first two. Okay. Okay. So log you, log kn- scene. You kn- yeah, exactly. The yeah. log scene kind of would turn a lot of people off but they made like six of them or something ridiculous. Maybe I'll I'll even that. more than that. A lot of them. And sometimes it got to the point where you're like, how are they going to kill this person? And it would be just an amazing way that how they decided to almost kind of uh, like uh, um, Rube Goldberg machine someone into their death. Like,
1: like the, fantastic. I, I've only ever seen like when you, fl- back then when you used to flip through the channels before you had the TV, area, you know, the <laughs> Died on yeah. your on-demand screen or Netflix uh I accidentally landed on it and it was the scene where I think it was a chick or a dude was at the dentist and the dentist had walked out and like they were drowning like a fish fell in their mouth kind of like what you're saying yeah the, the machine situation where it all just kind of
0: well, that was one that actually stopped me from, uh, like, I I didn't want to get LASIK because in, like, the last one, which kind of tied everything in together, or one of the more recent ones, a, a girl gets LASIK. Of course, the laser is, like, full on. Like, instead of, like, doing, like, the safe sort of, like, cleaning thing, it was, like, yeah, burn your eyeballs out lasers. So, oh, it's, like, great. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm I, picturing, I I'm good. I thought you didn't want to get LASIK because of the Family Guy episode spoof where uh, they're, like, use the force, Luke, and he's using his lightsaber to do LASIK on someone. And then he uses the force and just... <laughs>
0: Yeah, not, so much, not nope. so much. I told you that would happen. Well, like, uh, why am I bringing up Final Destination? Well, the creator, Jeffrey Riddick, is giving fans an update on where the franchise stands during COVID-19, especially when the previously announced Final Destination reboot was concerned. While doing an interview, he noted that they're working on a new Final Destination, but it got pushed back because of COVID. In addition to that update, he also gave fans a tease of what the next chapter of the franchise would be all about, starting with making it clear that this is not a reboot. Reboot in the traditional sense. As he so eloquently put it, the formula's if the formula's not broken, don't fix it. So he was talking with Bloody Disgusting, which is a website mag- magazine about that, <laughs> uh, while also promoting his new horror flick, Don't Look Back. Uh, in a longer statement, he says that the new Final Destination will be set in a different world, but it will still be the same old death design at work. So think Final Destination multiverses if you're uh, in with the, with the geekiness and with the comic books. So it looks like that'll be going. They've been teasing new ways to explore the death's design, which, if you're not familiar with it... Essentially, teenagers, because they're always the, uh, always the victims in, mm-hmm. in the horror movies, uh, manage to avoid death because one of them has a sort of vision that says, we're going to die if we do this. Well, they all avoid that, but death has to get their kill. Like, they ha- like whatever death is the abstract of it. So then we spend the rest of the movie chasing those people down as death finds a way to kill them. In different random ways. Everything seems like a quote-unquote coincidence, hence like the log truck smashing him in the face, different things of happening, how they do that. And, of course, we all know that it is the supernatural at work. Mm. And don't you – correct me if I'm wrong, but the movies follow like the last person who survives, right? So the idea is that you follow them through the whole thing and then you're like, well, are they going to live? And they, I don't know if they live or if they live to a point and then they start the next movie off and then they die. Well, and I think, yeah, and I don't remember it because it's been a while since I've gone back to it. And to be perfectly honest, I don't remember the story. I remember the deaths. Yeah. Uh, but the, like even the, fr- the, the last one tied in as essentially, spoiler alert, a prequel to the first one oh, because okay. you see the original plane. There's They get on the plane that the other group like freaks out about and gets kicked off of, but they get on the plane that explodes. Oh, so that that's makes So that's how they figure it all out. It's all going around in that circle. But how annoying would it be if you're Death and you're like, okay, I've killed all these people. Okay, i got to kill these ones. Oh, they got away. Well, I guess I'll figure out ways to do that. And just as they do that and you figured out how to get them dead – another group of kids gets off the plane. And you're like, but you were supposed to, son of a, so hard on death. (laughs) So we'll get a little bit of a delay on both that and also Stranger Things. We'll have to see where that goes from that. Um, Here was something that I kind of was interested at uh, as well is that it looks like the PlayStation 5 won't be physically able to get stuff when it is launched. Now, are you saying I can't physically get a PS5 or I can't buy the games for the PS5? Uh, that's the one. Like it looks like they're going to be claiming that the PS5 itself might be delayed due to COVID restrictions. Now, this is just from three days ago, and it looks like they're just saying that maybe just in Europe because of the COVID. Now, it is set to launch on the nineteenth, which is just about what eight, seven days away. Jeez, yeah, super very close. close, super close, um, and. It seems that maybe it has to be pushed back we don't know for sure it's a rumor but it's suggesting that sony is considering pushing it back in the european countries and select ones so we don't know for sure but uh while we are the geek nation the nation is world bound so there might be people out there in the european uh, countries that uh may need to check this out at this point in time Don't know for sure if it'll be something that also has to deal with America. Well, that would make sense, right? Because if you have to pick up your PS5 from a store, you have to remain socially distant. So Mm -hmm. maybe they're thinking they delay the amount they sell per day so that you can't, like, line up. Right. And even at this point in time, like, the way things are going right now, there's been a a, a spike worldwide with COVID, which means people are going to be doing – I mean, they're talking about in the European Union and even beyond that of doing more lockdowns. And so – you want you want your gaming console during that time, obviously, but also oh, yeah. you need to be safe with doing that. So keep an eye on what's going on in terms of Sony. Uh, they'll let you know, and if there's a major delay in an announcement, anyway, if it happens here, if it happens across the pond, wherever it happens, uh, they'll let you know, and because they want they they want they want to keep their gamers safe. I'm pretty sure you could yeah, I mean, weird side note, but I was looking at the PS5 because that thing's huge. You can change the, the the plates on those things, like the coverings. Can you really? Yeah, and you can get some really cool custom design stuff. Nice. One of our listeners keeps sending me pictures of all these different ones, and I'm like, you can't. I Stop, I can't. Man. I don't want to spend more money. I mean, <laughs> I do, but I can't. <laughs> exactly. So it'll be fun to uh, it'll be fun to play a PlayStation. I really hope. I and mean, we talked previously about Cyberpunk. Like, if. Whenever, whenever Cyberpunk gets la- or gets released, is basically when I'm going to be buying probably a PlayStation Red Five. Has a very big TV in 4K. Yes, yes I do, and I'm going to want to play this, and I'm going to get a PlayStation Five. I've already. Keanu Reeves that. is going to be in my game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we didn't. I, I did mention before on the Monday episode the seven animes uh, to watch if you love The Mandalorian, and mm. so wanted to throw this out there to everybody. Let me see
1: if I can guess. Okay, one of
0: them. okay. Uh, what's the one that you want to guess?
1: Cowboy Bebop.
0: Number one on the list. <laughs> First one. Uh, it's cow-
1: one of those I've always wanted to watch, but I never had a chance to.
0: It's good. And for many anime fans, Cowboy Bebop needs no introduction. But like Vicky, if you're unfamiliar with it, uh, with the Bebop crew, they're a squad of bounty hunters traveling through the solar system searching for their next paycheck. Sound familiar? Hmm. Spike is a former mafioso who has lost any meaning in his life. Jet's an ex-space cop. Faye is a femme fatale who doesn't know her own past. Ed's a hyperactive elite hacker. And they have Ein the Corgi. Which is the? I was gonna say I remember the corgi baby corgi. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) baby corgi. (laughs) No, it's not green. Um, But this is uh, the anime follows the adventures uh, across the galaxy as their pasts are thrust upon them. It's often regarded as one of the greatest animes ever made, and it is very close to the Mandalorian in terms of plot structure, style, and tone than any other anime could possibly be. Next one on this list is one I'm not familiar with called Galaxy Express 999. Hmm. Now, it is a, uh, it's got the classic art style, so think of it that way. Um, it's based on the classic mangas and is the ideal anime for anyone who en- enjoys The Mandalorian. Airing from, well, 1978 to 1981, it's a contemporary of the original Star Wars that matches the sheer imagination of that saga. Is It's part of the greater universe Matsumoto created when including Captain Harlock and Queen Emeraldis. The original anime focuses on a young boy looking to become a robot to avenge his mother. That's kind of badass. Whoa. Hmm. To reach To reach these goals, he takes a trip on the Galaxy Express, a railroad system that travels from planet to planet. Wait, railroads in space? The journey he also embarks on feels very much like those of The Mandalorian in episodic adventures up to a greater whole. The next one, I love the name of this. It's called Space Dandy. Uh, it was directed by Cowboy Bebop's uh, director, uh, presents a universe full of possibilities, brilliant animation, and irreverent satirical humor. And uh, I got this article. You can check it out as well on CBR, Comic Book Resources. Um, but basically, it's very close and very loose to the continuity with each episode taking place in a different parallel universe. What? That's weird. I, same characters, though? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, very loose continuity, though. No other adventure anime follows the rules qu- rule of cool quite like Space Dandy. Space Dandy is a little bit sillier than the Mandalorian, um, but because uh, obviously with the Mando you have to adhere to Star Wars rules. Yes. Um, but it, people think that it's a fun, free spirit, free spirited sense of adventure. I like spirits. Right. Uh, this next one again, it looks familiar, but I haven't seen it. Outlaw Star. Um, Gene Starwin, a jack-of-all-trades, is just some kid who ends up taking a job bodyguarding a famous outlaw. When things go south, Gene finds himself the owner of an advanced prototype ship they call the Outlaw Star. They find themselves steered on a journey to find the the galactic ley line, which will help bring them untold treasures. Of course antics ensue uh, in the hierarchy of uh, sci-fi anime this one's be- uh, this actually is very beloved for people who grew up uh, with Toonami in the early 2000s this served as the ultimate alternative to cowboy bebop featuring a more fantastic and wild future uh it's heavy it has a heavier overall conflict while still maintaining more of the episodic nature of cowboy bebop if you're a fan of how the mandalorian mixes episodic one-off adventures in between key plot shifting this one might be for you Hmm. next up desert punk it just sounds like they're hmm. just going to a uh, uh, Tatooine on this one. Right. Uh, yep. Japan has been nuked into oblivion. Why Japan? Well, I mean, that's usually kind of what uh, happens all the time with that. Ah. In the Fallout, scavengers survive by stealing what they can and fighting for the rest. Actually, this kind of sounds like Fallout. I'm getting more interested in this one. uh, One wandering mercenary known as the Desert Punk survives thanks to his cunning bravery and sheer skill. The series follows his many adventures as he encounters new companions and finds himself in the crosshairs of those with the power in this devastated society. This seems also interesting in terms of if you like something like Tank Girl. This seems like it would be something along those lines, uh, which, by the way, uh, is a wonderful movie. You should go watch *Tinker* Girl as well. Mm-hmm. And then finally, this is uh, actually, we'll be doing six of these instead of seven. Uh, the last one, because I think this is the most interesting one. Well, I mean, this is probably one of my favorite. Try Gun. Oh, yeah. This got me into the kind of the steampunk style, too. It's a space, it's uh, anime, western, kind of steampunky style, and one of the, the best uh, uh, protagonists ever because he's, He's an idiot. Yes. He's just a big dum-dum. Vash the Stampede, the humanoid typhoon is a walking disaster. And everybody fears him. Like he's his legend is known throughout the lands. And but he's he's a goofball. And he likes donuts. He loves donuts. Destruction rests in his path, though usually no deaths, and also not his fault. But since he's there, it's attributed to him, basically. Yeah, that's a (laughs) great one that starts out as a Western and then gets super sci-fi all of a sudden Mm -hmm. and is actually a really great, complete story. That was one of the first ones I watched when I was younger uh, because I think my- Best friend in middle school was into it, and I didn't get what it was, but I saw a lot of shooting, and I'm like, all right, let's see what it is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. It's also super short, too. It's like, like, I think, under 20 episodes. So it's worth the watch because you can binge it and you have a lot of fun with it. And it's goofy- where a lot of something like Cowboy Bebop is a little bit more serious when it comes down to it, but Trigun is just goofy fun. Yes. Uh, finally, again, I'll say the seventh one. I don't know anything about it. Royal Space Force, the wings of Say Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably ruining that. Uh, you guys can uh, let me know about that. Um, It's an anime film that on the surface does not appear much like The Mandalorian. It's not an action series, nor is it much of a western. However, it does accomplish by creating a sci-fi setting that feels like it's on the cusp of reconstruction. So it centers on a young man who volunteers to become the first astronaut. It's an alternate history world grounded in hard sci-fi. So it might not necessarily be exactly what you're looking for in a galaxy far, far away, but also it kind of reminds me, especially along the lines of, like, Gattaca with Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman, where it is set in the future or alternate history, uh, but it's super grounded in what is actual science. So those are some of those ones that you can check out. Kind of worth uh, to see how that's going to be going as well. If you want to stick to the galaxy far, far away, maybe you could check out the LEGO Star Wars Holiday Special! What are you going to have me spend money on, Reb? What's going on? Well, it looks like uh, uh, Ray is going to travel with BB-8 through time to reconnect with the Force ahead of Life Day. Now, if you remember the original Star Wars special... You kids will not, unless you've gone back and seen it. It's terrible.
1: I did that thing that Joey hates, uh, um, time travel. Yeah, And I didn't see it then. Yeah, Uh yeah,
0: yeah. Well, Life Day is the big holiday. It's Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever the hell you want to consider it for that. Uh, The original was very bad, but it brings it back into that. Well, this is going to be something along those lines, but it's going to be done Lego style. So that'll be super fun. They've also released I the first Lego. trailer. The art puts Rey and Kylo back-to-back back with their lightsabers at a re- at the ready while the Death Star looms in the background. And with this being a time-traveling tale, the question also will be, uh, depending on where the Death Star comes from, that makes a little bit more sense, and uh, how all the other characters kind of uh, get in with this, which it... Kind of makes sense in terms of if you're going to be mashing all of these like Lego is going to do, you're going to have to have time travel into it. Lego is pretty cool. I mean, they've had a great success in the last, what, five or 10 years now after that kind of fallout they had. And mm-hmm. then they just like all the properties, all the cool yeah. special editions they released. Man, I'm absolutely. A fan. And I mean, like, even like with the Lego, I don't know if you've seen it. My buddy is a huge Lego fan. He <laughs> got the uh, the Lego version of the child. Oh. Yeah. It is adorable and blocky. And blocky. (laughs) Yeah, but it's not like a minifig. Like, it's the, like, sit on your desk. (laughs) Yeah, like, actual baby size. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, if you want to, I don't know if you want to, like, put that together. And, like, I know some people will do it, like, with puzzle pieces. They'll glue it together so they can keep it forever. It might be something worthwhile on that. It might be uh, another thing for me to get because I mean I got the I got a crocheted baby Yoda. Mm. I've got the uh, baby yoga yoga baby Yoda Funko Pop. The big one. The big one. I got the little one. Yeah, and you got
1: the little one. That's funny.
0: But yeah, so uh, lots of different things with that. Um, and I mean, come on, Lego specials are usually super entertaining. Lego Movie was great. Lego Batman, all of that, and they make great gifts. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Before we get out of here, I wanted to talk about something really cool. And that is uh, we've had Dr. Beyond from uh, takethis.org. And yes. uh, it looks like, and Vicki posted this on the Facebook page. So definitely check that out. Please. They're going to be doing something called Take This Wisdom Save Weekend, presented by startplaying.game. And it's going to be three days of gaming and live stream benefiting Take This, running November 20th through the 22nd. You can check out all the goodness on the link provided that we have on our Facebook page. Super easy to look up. But you can also find all the streaming events on twitch.tv backslash TotalPartyChill. The events are going to feature content and giveaways from a number of partners including D&D, Wizards of the Coast, WizKids, Idol Champions, D&D Beyond, Level Up Dice, and Die Hard Dice. Friday, November twentieth, Start Playing will be hosting an epic eight-hour charity stream filled with fun and unusual content, including a mini painting lesson with V Muses with V Muse a live illustration demo with Randall Hampton, and a live D&D game with Lauren Urban, and a character roulette with Take This's own Dr. B. Saturday and Sunday will feature hundreds of private games. Anyone can find or run their own game through StartPlaying.games, and all proceeds will go directly to Take This. Take This, we've had Dr. B on before. He, it's an amazing group that is helping Um, use stuff like gaming and Mm -hmm. RPGs and all that stuff to uh, bring about uh, mental awareness, mental health awareness, and to help people in that. Uh, We're going to be having some people on in the future to talk about this as well. Um, That'll be uh, a lot of fun to talk about mental health and using, Uh, really uh, D&D and stuff to go with coping mechanisms. And they're the ones that uh, when we have conventions, they usually do the AFK rooms, which are just nice quiet rooms Mm -hmm. where you can go and chill out and not have to uh, deal with possibly the sensory overload that you will more than likely get when you end up going to a convention. So definitely check all of that out. You can find out more information if you just go to takethis.org as well. Well, now it is time to get to... The Geek Sheet with Vicki B. What's going on, Vicki?
1: I have a fan theory for the Of course the you do. I'm Internet. surprised this isn't
0: another fan casting.
1: No, it is a fan <laughs> theory, which I love. Okay. Because we recently all finished watching The Boys a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we've only kind of heard about Huey's mom. We thought she was dead this entire time because he never talked about her and she, they even bring it up. It's like, wait, my mom's not dead. She just yeah. bailed. But this fan theory suggests that Huey's mom is actually secretly a superhero. Or a soup, I should say. Maybe not a hero, just a soup. Ah,
0: uh, Now, Huey doesn't have any powers, though. Well, so we don't know yet. We know. In the yeah.
1: comics, what happens when he joins the boys is that they inject him with compound V. Because at that point, compound V is pretty, you know, well known, not like in the show where it was a complete secret. So he's like, if we're gonna be going up against superheroes, even Butcher's like, we need some help. So they all injected themselves with compound V or had compound V in their system somehow beforehand. So they all had like the basic like super strength, that kind of thing. Now but they don't in the yeah. show, and I'm wondering if they're going to have display any kind of superpowers at any point in any way.
0: And that is a key difference. And then when we when we've seen like the first arc, which was the two the first two seasons, um, they were just really trying to uh, get everything out there and deal with this whole super thing. Uh, a lot of soups have gotten out. They have the whole asylum that mm-hmm. was full of people that they were trying to get either to contain or control the superpowers or try to get a, a good compound V there that they can mm-hmm. get injected into adults. Now, they haven't necessarily perfected that, but also we've seen one character that broke out from there who is a soup that has that. So it stands to reason that we're going to have her to deal with. We're going to have to deal with all these other soups, a mm-hmm. lot of rogue stuff. And it's going. they're going to have to um, punch it up a little bit in yes. terms of having their power level. And they have Mother's Milk, who sort of has stuff, maybe?
1: Nothing. Have they addressed no. it in this show? So Okay. In the comic, Mother's Milk got his powers from his mother's milk, and that's why they called him Mother's Milk, because his mother worked at a dog food company who previously was a compound V factory, and they didn't clean it up right, so she, while pregnant got that compound V but he becomes really weak without it so every now and then he has to go to the tap <laughs> if you will
0: <laughs> yeah. to
1: you know g- regain his powers and his strength cuz he was a sick little boy
0: So the only one at this point really that has powers is female. Yes. The okay. Female. Okay, which now makes sense in that term. So yeah, they're going to need more than that and yeah, maybe they're just completely avoiding the whole MM situation with that and yeah, I think they need to inject themselves with stuff.
1: So They believe that Huey already kind of foreshadowed the reveal. So he did mention to Annie that, you know, his mom's not dead. She just left when he was six and, you know, that left him behind that adoration of Billy Joel, which was uh, and Huey's deep rooted desire to be her polar opposite. And the mere fact that he brought it up in the finale felt as much as a setup for the main story in The Boys season three as it did you know, the vocal catharsis that emphasized his character developments thus far. The fact that Huey has no idea why she left or what became of her equally had an air of being too good a future story thread not to be pursued in one way or another. Even Huey's uh, wording felt extremely telling. It was like some silent alarm went off and she was like, F them, time to go. And as a soup, that metaphorical silent alarm could have been extremely literal. Whether it be a call from Vaught or merely a call to action in general, the use of the term felt almost too specific to be entirely random on the part of the show's writers. So even Annie's reply regarding her leaving due to the lack of care, I'm sure that's not it, could just as much be planting the seeds. So after all that, it sparked the imagination. Huh. So now the show has posed the question with Huey in the dark as to what, what the full and actual truth is. It would almost be a failure on the show's part not to Definitively answer it, and the boys has offered some sort of answer regarding other mysteries introduced in the first two season, like what happened to Becca, why Frenchie abandoned his post to follow a lamplighter, and even the reason for Mother's Milk hating Vaught. In such cases, the show ha- directly deferred from what happened in the comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The show has already similarly diverted regarding Hue- Huey's parent- parentage. In the comics, his mother nearly died, nor neither died or nor abandoned the family. In fact. Huey's mother and father lived their whole lives together in relative harmony.
0: Yeah, it's kind of boring, you know. Yeah. As much <laughs> as the show clearly
1: already had a different direction in mind, and by dropping in this information, they have opened up several doors through which they could take on the next story.
0: Interesting. Um, I'm pretty okay with that. Uh, I think theory actually makes sense. Yeah.
1: So why, you know, why Huey's mom being a soup would make sense? Well, it's pretty it's a pretty common trope, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah.
0: And if even if she was like something along the lines of uh, somebody who maybe is working behind the scenes, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the simple fact that he uh, that she's now working with this new junior congresswoman who mm-hmm. has powers and is uh, doing a little high-exploding stuff. So, I mean, it, it, it would make the most sense if you're just thinking about it in a story aspect. I don't see a female superhero in the show yet that resembles him in any way that would make you think we've already seen his mom. True. No,
1: I think it would be something Something like a uh, was it storm? Stormfront. Stormfront, where you know she might have been a thing back in the day, maybe a masked one where you didn't really know her identity. Decided to give it up, kind of like The Incredibles, except they were forced to give it up and then pursue a normal life. And then something happened, like my family's either in danger or I have to be involved here somehow and left or I don't want this to happen to my family so she left for whatever reasons or maybe she's a jerk like everyone else and is <laughs> like, you know what, I'm out. I miss being a superhero.
0: Yeah, I guess that kind of is the sort of thing that kind of Because I
1: happens. don't even, I don't think it's so much the saving. People think, oh, you miss being a superhero. You miss saving people. No, I think they miss the... De- the debauchery basically debauchery yeah yeah it's like all the shenanigans they'd get into and that's me putting it very very nicely (laughs) yes (laughs) well i
0: mean it's fun to even kind of speculate on this uh we'll get season three next year Mm -hmm. but we will be getting it i mean you know craziness you know
1: i know i mean we'll see if all these fan theories are right (laughs) like homelander possibly has another son what Yeah, maybe that baby we saw, Stillwell's baby, might have been his. She did get a donor.
0: Whoa, Hmm. that could be something there.
1: So we will have to wait and see. And until next time, stay nerdy.